Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Hello, it's Nicholas. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And this is going out worldwide. We're going out live from the wonderful Voice America Network. It's 8 a.m. here in Los Angeles, Pacific Standard Time. So it can be morning, evening, or night, depending where you are in the world. I want to really thank you. You can get the show here on this platform every week or access any of these episodes or previous ones on the iTunes platform just by searching New Dimensions with an S. We're going to scale somewhere. My hope with the show is to challenge and inspire us, even though we are in hard times. And I, I really want to be all the way real because I, I love you guys. I'm doing this really to build people, not build platforms. And God, you know, cares for you more. We're in dark times. You know, I'm hearing well-known spiritual leaders, 70 years old, saying they can echo the same sentiment. We have the most acrimonious election campaign in history of this country. That's the USA. A society that is culturally unraveling at the seams, anger on the roadways, a part of subculture so entitled that only a pity and prayers really can be offered. It's very clear we need to go countercultural, as it's the culture that has got us turned upside down as a country. And I'm believing not just in, in America, it's the world beyond. We're looking at America because of the election and a lot of unrest going on, but it's the world beyond because when something happens to one person, it reverberates, I believe, universally. We're all 7 billion people, and we're all affected. So every bird leaves a vapor. Every ripple uh, leaves um, a break in the water. So in order to change something, you've really got to counter it with something new. As we've been, you know, if we keep looking at the same issues and hoping for change, we'll remain angry, frustrated, and discouraged for a long time to come. It's like having a leak in a house. If a family just continues to complain about that leak, yes, it's going to be there and you'll probably feel better for complaining for it, but it will not be proactive. Nothing will be solved. And the previous two episodes I did on the 5th and 12th of October, they were done. Many people will not tell you as, as directly as I told you the real problem. And there's, again, so much anger. So a lot of black Africans from England, some very famous platforms have come to me and said, look, we really like that show. But here in America, because we're in the forest, sometimes we can't see through our reactivity. You know, reactivity and anger is a gift God gave us. But at the same time, that has to turn to proactivity in meaning you don't want to damage any part of society, either the perpetrators or the victims, but you want to bring bring it together to heal everybody. So that really is the thing. And I'm noticing many people are discouraged, tired, and worn down because our focus is on the frenetic forces of politics and the media. It's so prevalent in modern day culture, many people are putting both their hope and future in that. So it's the same enemy of darkness distracting you from the better I'm believing that God has designed for you. 2 Corinthians 5.7 tells us, for we live by faith and not by seeing. What that means is we can't rely on things that we see to be the things that we rely 
And we have to realize, just like when we leave our house this morning or today, whenever you leave your house, something can fall out of the sky, but it's our faith that allows us to open that door. We could be opening that door into a gun or opening it into a wild animal, depending where you're living. It's something more powerful than seeing that door opening that propels you forward. So living by faith. So really we need to stretch our faith and not be led by flux. We need to have the confidence that, you know, God is ultimately in control, that he's working all things for good. And that means even the bad things, because in my life, the tragedies have actually been the greatest. And I, it's been tough going through them, but they've brought me wisdom, purpose, moved me away from self-focus to become a tool of light to help other people. So God, it's not a politician. Whoever wins the election, I will support them because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a leader. But it's not a politician that can change your mind and give you the peace, the internal peace you need, but a God that can give you the peace even in your most troubling times. If you ever get involved in a bad car crash, I mean, you hear people saying, oh, my God, oh, my God. They think about him at that time because they're made in his likeness. He is the factory that made you. I'm putting this in a colloquial way. So in in troubling times, it's where you have your focus that will ultimately determine your quality of life on the way to your destination. And I'm believing America doesn't have so much of a political problem and the world doesn't have so much of a political problem, but more of a heart spiritual problem. And that's really strong if you dwell on that. I mean, I'm just breaking it, breaking it down the way I see it and the way God's revealed it to me. You know, we've been living carefree for so long but yet demand God's best for our lives. We, we all want the best. We all want better this, more of this, more of that. So our demands are high, but at the same time, we want to live the way we want to live, the way it's convenient. So really, we need to break some things off in order to have room for God to bring in the changes that we need. Racism and all the antisocial behaviors, you could put many under that barrier, of, uh, under, sorry, under the bar- uh, banner of antisocial behaviors, things we're witnessing right now really are from weak platforms with weak messages and norms held, of course, by political leadership, but of course, media and everyday talk and our societal mentality. It's really by our participation that we have what we have. We've really participated for a long time in a, in, in a way that has got us the fruit of what we're looking at. It didn't just manifest itself out of nowhere. So, We've got to do what we've got to, we've really got to go through what we've got to go through. And it's time really to turn our patterns and ways because we can see all the things that we have in our society that are a mess. So I've been hard on people the last few weeks, but these times really call. I'm believing for strong platforms with a God presence. I'm sorry if you've come on hoping to hear the world is going great. Let's walk on some hot stones together and I'll show you how able you are. We know you know, that doesn't work anymore. The world is great as God has a divine function and order with nature, with seasons, the way everything is maintained night and day, the air, everything circling, the water you're drinking, the air you're breathing today. He has a divine order, but we clearly need to step up. So it's always, I believe, us as society and as people need to step up. This could be through through re- hearing messages. It could be through reading. It could be through inspiring in in cultural groups that you go to. So whether it's moving on from a past relationship, a past disappointment, a past mistake, remember God has the master plan for you. The plan for you is not in the past. 
past. It's never behind you. I'm believing the greater to come is always in front of you. So it's been a long introduction, but uh, I want to really thank you for making this a part of your busy life to tune in today. There could be many, many things you could be doing, but you've chosen this. It's a blessing I do not take lightly as I'm grateful for each one of you. Again, you know, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You know, I'm believing nothing happens by happenstance, but it happens by God's divine alignment. So I'm believing we're all purposed and intended to be here at this moment in time, whether you're listening to it live or you're going to be tuning in on the iTunes platform. You may be listening to that. There's a divine reason for being here. So this will be a positive show, even though I've started talking about some negative topics. But I'm believing I'm accurately broadcasting how I see it, how, how God's given me a vision through this. Um, again, my, my focus is not to build self, but to build people. It would be much easier to avoid, the, particularly the last several weeks of shows, and, and just do something much more bright and cheery and breezy without taking a risk. But I'm believing we need to step forward at this time. Too many people have not been doing that. They have not been doing what they haven't done before to get the results they haven't had before. So it's very important. We need to do what we've not done before to have what we've not had before. So I'm going somewhere with this. It's going to be all good. Let's get into the title for this week. It's called, very simply, Letting Loose. And the definition, really, of letting loose is to allow someone or something to move or go freely. This means a life free of trappings to limitations or negativity. This is an area a lot of us struggle with. As many people around us, as well as the media, put their focus on negative reporting instead of positive results. Um, and events. This is something that I also get pulled into, but I've developed a way of getting out of it. The quicksand of negativity, view it like quicksand. It's always going to be there. There's light and dark. In order to have light and dark, there must be the existentiality of each of those. They must be existent. But the more aware you get, the quicksand, I always used to tell people, you can be in quicksand up to your knees if you're aware, but up to your no nostrils if you're not. So this negativity creates a pull for us to focus on negative things. Think about, uh, think about it for a moment. How many negative things have you heard about Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump? I'm not going to get into the politics. I'm just putting the psychology during the election campaign, during their debates during the media, or for that matter, from the two candidates. More importantly, you, yes, you, I'm certain that you're making a decision based on the negativity you've heard about one or the other of the candidates rather than the positivity of one. So it's this pull to critique. And we then who we critique less becomes, of course, the winner. If this is the case, you've been influenced by the negative forces of the world. It's true. We're all consciously or unconsciously participating in the negative flow of the world. The most limiting really is your unconscious participation in it, as that is done automatically through the societally conditioned mind. This is a mind both you and I have. I'm not exempt from having it. But unless we increase our awareness of our thought patterns, our habits, and decision-making. We need to really increase our awareness of those things. Romans 12.2, God knew this all along. He knew that we would be born and life would mess us up. I mean, he knew this through Exodus to the Promised Land, which, you know, was an 11-day journey. You've heard me mention it, but took 40 years. So a 200 200- 
140 mile, approximately 11 day journey took 40 years because of this pattern that human nature has. Romans 12, 2 tells us, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. So very simply, if I'm going to do what the world's doing, I'm going to be stuck in the election anger. I'm going to put my hope in whoever wins, and I'm going to completely get skewed as to the beauty I can create with every day. The more we focus on this, the less, the more opportunities we're missing for ourselves. And I will, will bring this to you. You are robbing yourself of a great day by focusing on all of this negativity. So living the way of the world has created a very uptight, stressed out bunch of people. You know, we're all striving and not really thriving in our lives. We're surrounded by negativity from a very early age. And then by the time we reach adulthood, we readily become drawn into all the tragic events of the world. This is all the way real. I mean, take a look at the mess we're in now. We're just drawn into it. Our minds committing can go something like this. Man, everything sucks. My lousy job, worrying about losing my lousy job. I never have enough money. There's never anything really to do, even if I did have enough money. And don't get me started on politics. All of these things are very real. It goes on in our minds all the time. So changing perspectives is, is, will make all the difference as to the way you see the world. And that directly affects the way you live in it. In order to live a more free-flowing, loose lifestyle, you need to place your focus beyond yourself and look to the big picture. When your predominant focus is on self, a self-obsessed existence results, and that gives you a slant on life that is very small. It makes life very narrow, very little meaning when we're fo- focused on self, and this is how a lot of us are focused. This makes it challenging for you to have a positive way of moving through things. When it's about I, it's your pride that holds you back, which brings with it your tendencies to try and control outcomes and what others are doing around you. This is a, br- a breathing ground, I'm believing, an incubator for the most, most of your stress and worry, trying to control people or things or outcomes around you. You know, we all have goals and responsibilities that, that if not kept in balance, can push your life into one of burden, discomfort, and stress. So unless you recognize and take steps to divert your stress, your joy will be hampered, and you can only move through life with a very serious outlook, and you'll miss the opportunities and greatness that can become revealed, even in the smallest of your daily routine. I sometimes get my coffee from Starbucks. I look at the birds and see these wonderful things, and then the sky and the clouds moving. All of these things are free, but very often we don't appreciate them. So it's only when you move away from the eye that you can start to live a more unburdened, lighter, more effective, because you become more effective and effective and purposeful when you're not burdened by controlling others or outcomes. And this message is for someone. You're too burdened. You need to get out of your head and into your life. The biggest enemy is you in having the best life, not the devil. It's your pride and the burden that it's made your life to be. So things could seem like a big deal sometimes from the smallness of our individual existence. But with each new thing, it compounds itself exponentially and it builds up until everything is blown out of proportion in our lives. Life is very much like a pressure cooker and things build up and if not resolved, they've got to go somewhere. They explode. So we then go into our cycle. You know, what if, cynicism, regretfulness, that kind of mode of living. So we need to look beyond our noses and adopt a bigger outlook so we can begin to resolve things and actually revolve with the world as opposed to the world revolving around 
around us. So many of us are uh, revolving, basically, the world is revolving around us instead of us revolving around the world. It's a selfish way of looking at things. So you get the best if you're in unity with the world and not in disunity. And stress and worry can only bring can only bring unhappiness, self-focus. We can become miserable, on, and it's a path of our own making. So to embark on a more positive, more flowing life, it's good to sit back and observe your thoughts and also the people around you as this helps you gain a deeper awareness of your own behavior. And that's really what you've got to conquer. You've got to get an awareness of your own behavior. And remember, people generally adapt to the energy around them unless they develop a greater consciousness and through that make a consistent effort to change their minds. So we're going to take a break and then I'll talk about what helped me find awareness. We're going to talk about changing perspectives, adjusting outlooks how we can use circumstances we can't avoid them but we can use them as a tool for change it's been great talking to you and i look forward to being with you in the next segment we're making it easier to listen to the voice america talk radio network live wherever you go on iphone blackberry or android download it from the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at voiceamericaempowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Hello, welcome back. I hope you had a great break. We're on the live Voice America platform. The show is New Dimensions. You can get it here live each Wednesday at Pacific Standard Time at 8 a.m. or access any of these shows. Most people actually access this show, even though we have a, probably a thousand, thousands listening live. Most of the shows are accessed actually on iTunes because I noticed all the bars are full. So you can access that in your car. You can access that in your office or on a run doing your exercise. A lot of people are listening. But the people asked me to do an election special. And I, I said to them that the we're having an election here. Wherever We're speaking to about 60 countries. So welcome wherever you are. We're having an election here on November the 8th, and there's enough negativity actually out there without me putting more. I'm actually going into things with a light, and I'm 
looking at things as, as making a change from where we're at, trying to elucidate and inspire, to know that our circumstances can be used for, for good. And adjusting perspective is really a great tool to change the way you look at things. So things that you look at will then begin to transform. At the end of this previous segment, when we're talking about changing perspective, how if we develop a greater consciousness and an awareness, that can be through observing other people, we can also become an observer of ourselves and through that, gain an awareness of our behavior and through that, renew our minds and, and be prepared for change. And I mentioned just before the break, what helped me find awareness, and I'll talk a bit about this now, was coming to the realization that I'm only a speck really in the ions of times. I'm no big deal. I'm a speck on the planet. And in the, in the thousand years before me or the thousands of years after me on earth, my life is a vapor that will soon vanish before I know it. So when this be, became in my mind, more aware and conscious in my mind, that why would I worry about things that are out of my control? And many of us are worrying about things out of our control. We can't control the politics. We can't control the weather. We can't control people in our lives. They're, they're individual. They have their own free spirit. And instead, I decided to make every moment count. After all, worry and stress are, are like paying interest on something that may never happen. This realization, it helped me become less serious and help me take my focus off of self and instead put it onto the world and in that helping other people. So the shift in itself made my life less of a burden to me. It made me more effective and more joyous, even at times that most people would be in despair. So it translated to being excited about life and living in the realm of where all things work together for a greater good, a greater good than I can see today, a greater good than a job I think that I'm bondaged and a slave to, a greater thing than I think my marriage who's on, that's on the rocks, a greater thing than, than my illness or my doctor's report. It gave me, it gave life a more precious meaning because I took on board that my days here are limited, they're numbered. And that each day is to be lived as if my last with an openness to live as my first. And I mean, that concept in itself, if I live my day as my last, if we sat down and we knew this was our last day, a lot of us wouldn't be, would, we, we'd reunite with people that we're at odds with, that we've been struggling with. We would see birds differently. The coffee would be different. We would treat ourselves differently and in that be able to treat other people differently. And that really is the key. When I see myself differently and I see my life differently, I can then treat other people differently. And the world is not going to talk about an election campaign. The world is only mean and angry because we see ourselves we see ourselves trapped in our circumstances and we see ourselves a product of the world and not a not in God's image. If you see yourself in God's image, you elevate yourself. So then you see yourself differently and you can then behave differently with other people and you can communicate differently and you see your life differently. So it's an in internal thing. We need to change our internal so we can then change our external. So, and open to learn. Every day is learning. I, I may know about psychology. I may know about public speaking. I may know about writing but if some if my let's say my uh internet went down an expert would come in in five minutes he would do what would take me probably five weeks to figure out so we're learning from all of us and i think 
a lot of us are prideful and we shut other people down sometimes because we, we, we like to think we know it all. And that's human nature. If you remember, even when you were growing up with parents, I know I was like this. They'd give me some advice and I'd be like, I know all this. So, but as I got older and gained wisdom, you realize the more you know, the more you know you don't know. And that message, again, is I'm feeling it strongly for somebody. So we spend so much of our lives putting off a great deal of things that we want to do because our mind chatter makes us think that we have more pressing issues and circumstances to deal with. So we may feel that we'll run out. We may feel that we'll lose or somehow be not good enough. Our message won't be good enough or we won't have enough to offer. And that's why many of us stay stuck in jobs. It's not that the better is not available. God has the better, but it's the mind chatter. Just like I, I said, it's that mind chatter. Somehow I'll run out. I'll not be enough. I'll lose. And that really all comes from how you look at yourself. If you look at yourself in God, guess what? We wouldn't have the racism. We wouldn't have the anger. We wouldn't have the limitations because we would be behaving to a higher standard. So we all need to upgrade ourselves. We all need to take the default mode and, and upgrade for the better option on offer. In truth, our minds have created all of what we have as being our reality, which will never change. And again, unless we change from within so that our outlook will appear different and impact our choices positively. And this really is God moving through me with this message. I hadn't planned on saying this at all. But Isaiah 43, 19, the verse, See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So very simply, we can see all around us is, is uh, dysfunctional and broken, but there is a way. Do you not see it? Which means it's got to be something in us that we're blind. Those that have ears to hear and eyes to see. Very simply, we're, we're so blinded by what's going on that we think that's our reality. But it's an illusion. All of this is an illusion. And I'm believing it's the enemy of the world. There is God. There is also dark. There's light and dark. I'm not going to refer to his name and give him the credit of the name people refer to him. But there's light and dark. And that dark force is the one that's pulling us to all this negativity, dysfunction, social dysfunction, political dysfunction, anger. And God is here saying, hey, wait a second. If you take on the image I gave you and not get lost in the world. So very simply, how we are now as an America is we're walking the walk, if you like, the 11-day walk. It's taking us 40 years from Exodus to the promised land. The promised land is there, and I'm believing people are the key to change. It's about changing hearts, which will change minds, which will change decisions. It will change the functioning, of course, of the police force, the functioning of politics, and the functioning of everyday life. We wouldn't have road rage as much. It's still going to be there. We wouldn't have people reacting and bouncing off each other's anger, which is on autopilot. We're all limbically reacting and jumping off each other like a tennis ball hitting a wall. A tennis ball hits a wall because it's reacting to the impact. We're reacting angrily in our homes, in our marriages, in our relationships, on the road, at work, and with politicians because we're, reacti we're reactive. We're hitting the wall all the time, just like a tennis ball. And again, this is a, a really strong message I'm feeling I need to deliver. So steps for adjusting our outlook. How do we make steps to adjust it? Ask yourself what you would do today if you are not so burdened. 
Think of how you would invest your time if you knew, again, this was going to be your last day. And this is really serious. Write down all the things that you would do and include a rough estimate of the time you need to do those things. What would it take to achieve those to happen? By doing this, your mind will start to focus on those things and you'll start to see them as being possible. Very often, we're stuck in this default mode. And again, I'm going to go into this. Because it's been like this for so long that we feel we can't make a change, that we feel we can't change um, social unrest, that we can't change brutality because we're in the default mode of it's been like this for so long, so how is it going to change? I've been in this marriage for so long, so how is it going to change? My children, child has been addicted, so how it's going to change? I've been sick for so long, so how it's going to change? So yes, this is a default mode. Your attitude will change to the one that's more positive positive and flexible. We need to have participation, but also expectation of things to change. If we go into things in a habitual way of thinking, we're going to be doing this for many, many years more. So when really, when we get over ourselves, we can then live a life that's more open to doing a variety of different things that we thought were not possible before. Also, by taking the focus off of self, the pressure falls right off. It no longer becomes about me. It's no longer about me getting the commission at work or me selling more clothes or me being better. This is a lot of pressure when the focus is on us and we're having to get people to do things at the right time. That's pressure. So the pressure falls right off when it's no no longer about serving us. Leaving us to move forward and be the person that we're destined to be. Very few of us are not the person that God destined us to be because we've taken all the pressure on ourselves to be the best, for people to perform the way we want them to perform, be the person we want them to be. That's so much pressure, but it's not the real you. It's the conditioned you. And I need to do an episode of the real you versus the conditioned you. We need to do more. I just don't have time in this particular thing. I've got some points I really need to make, but we need to go somewhere with that. So when we let go, the possibility takes over. We move into the realm of possibility when we let go. And very soon, we'll not recognize our new life. When we give over, God takes over. So the challenges and tests you're facing today, they're not unique to you. We all have them, yet you can develop an acceptance of them by engaging or participating in the negative thoughts around those things. You can continue the dialogue in them. And by continuing the dialogue in them, you're participating in maintaining them. So letting go of emotional baggage will help you to look forward to each new day as being brand new. See it as a brand new opportunity to live your life to the fullest. And I I say this to people all the time when I uplift them. I see so, I look at so many people every day and I see the pain on their faces, the generational curses, things that have passed on through families, abuses, limitations, failures, disappointments, relationships. And I say to them, today translates to opportunity. It's a brand new day. And believe me, if you really thought this day was your last day, your life would change. Psalm 27, 1 tells us, light, space, zest, that's God. So with him on my side, I'm fearless, afraid of no one, and afraid of nothing new that I can't do. So light, space, and zest. That's why I love referring to the Bible as the human, uh, it's the human basically manual. Like you have a car manual that makes it function better when you're in, you need to put fog lights on, you find out where those fog lights are. Same thing with us when we're foggy and we're dwelling on an election campaign or unrest 
we're not light, we're not space, and we're not zest. We're actually dark, not space, with the opposite to that's narrow. Yeah, we're narrow in our thinking, and the opposite to zest is tired, cynical, and drained. And I could probably land the plane and end this episode on that, but we're going to plow a little bit further. And I'm going somewhere with all of this. This is, and, and wherever you are in the world, you're faced pretty much with the same problems. Human beings, human beings, and we're 7 billion people. We may look different, but we're very much the same. And this is, if any racists are listening, that's a conditioned mind. We're the same. It's like a box of chocolates. If the chocolates are inside, they're the same, but the box is different. So the wrapping is different, but your mind skewed you to think that you're different, but you're not. You're the same. So circumstance, and that message was for someone. Circumstances are hard to change. However, we can change the outcomes by changing ourselves within those circumstances. Yes, I can't change my mother dying tragically or my father dying tragically. Cannot change all these things, but I can change myself within that circumstance. So change can only ever be inside out. Challenges are a God-given tool for change and self-evolution. I mean, it's that simple. And are not there to get you stuck for years walking and walking around by churning the same thoughts in your mind over and over again and then getting tired, stressed and drained that your life doesn't appear to change or work out the way you want it to or your personal life or your business life is jacked up. The ducks will never line up in the order you want them to line up. And I'll say this to you now as a, as a mature um, Christian in the walk. Ducks will never line up in the order you want because God doesn't work to your convenience or your schedule or timetable. You can't live your God-given best by timetable of your convenience. Financial comfort or logic. It's not about retiring and getting a 401k to do God's purpose. It's about letting go in faith for him to do the greater in you. And that message again is for somebody. God just doesn't work this way. It may this sounds like many of you who are listening, but that's the way God wants me to help you so we can lose our limitations. Isaiah 55, 8, my thoughts are nothing like yours, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. So there goes our rationality or logic behind making decisions that we need to do that may take us to the greater path. And I'm believing a lot of us listening can have a way greater life if we let go of our logic, if we let go of trying to make it convenient. I'm going to retire at this age and have this 401k and have the, hey, for all we know, we may not be even there in in a day's time, let alone in a year's time. It doesn't line up that way. Stop trying to do God's business your way. It will not work. So for example, while you're driving along in a car, your mind chatter might be something like this. And I'm talking about negativity now. We're talking about mind chatter limitations. It might go something like this. There'll be no parking when I get to the store. Yet when you get there, you find the parking spot right outside. But rather than being happy with that, the mind then moves on in its story to the next possibility of complaint. We're always looking for complaint to keep our story alive. Remember, it needs to be fed because it's a negative story. 60,000 thoughts a day, uh, 90% repeated, 85% negative, automatic negative thinking. Remember, going to feed that virus. So you may say to yourself, the next complaint, well, the store is going to be packed. Yet when you go inside, it's going to be quiet. There are only a few people there. Hello, somebody. Doesn't this sound like somebody I'm talking to? I, I can mention to people if 
sometimes I'm going away at Christmas and straight away they'll say, oh boy, the plane's going to be really bad. The security bad. And you know what? I go there at Christmas time. Boom. The guards are in it. The security people are really polite and pleasant. They wish, and I'm whisked straight through and the lounge is, is nice. So all of this preparing for the bad is, is us keeping this story. We, we, we're addicted to negativity. We're addicted to, addicted to our story of maintaining the negativity. And that's why all of these splitter campaigns and all of the media, they're feeding you negativity because they know that's what gets you. The world is getting you on negativity, and that's the enemy trying to destroy the goodness, really, of, of light, of God. It's a, it's a battle. It's a, it's a battle of, of, of powers, you know, not a battle of so much of the flesh, but a battle of, of, of spirits and powers and, in, uh, and above. So we're, we're told this. This is one example I gave you of parking of how we can uh, do assumptive thinking based upon our mind's societal conditioning. It's not reality that creates the big negative impact in your life. It's the conditioning that does. They're based on a false interpretation of your previous life experiences, what you've heard and what you've been taught. This has nothing to do with what actually exists. So your interpretations involve accumulated disappointments experienced over many, many years, which demolish the potential of the present moment through, the part, uh, uh, through your mind jail. And my, I will recommend the, the book I wrote. I wrote it during the time of my mother's tragic accident during her death. And I continued to write it during that time. It's called Get Out of Mind Jail. It's through an affiliate of Random House. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it um, Kindle, downloaded, hardback, softback. I do recommend it. Just put Get in Mind Jail on a Google search and it will explain to you more. I dedicate the book really to my parents, but also to God who gave me the wisdom to be here today. Suicide would have been the only option as I've lost so much the last five or six years. Not only seven figures, but family in, in, in terrible tragedies. And to have this move away from one career to focus on building ministry, it hasn't taken me. This is not really boasting of me. It's boasting of what I've allowed God to do in me. So there is purpose for you, wherever you are. You may be suicidal right now. You may be on drugs. You may be in a really bad place. With your perspective, there is hope. But with God on your side, you will not lose. It's preordained and determined for you to be a victor. But it's how you look at it that will determine how you go through it. So imagine a beautiful sunny day when you're looking through a clean window that's sprayed with furniture polish, causing it to turn misty and smeared. Run of your fingers through the polish only adds to the smudges, making the sunny day suddenly very gray. Well, mind gels make us see our whole lives through those smudges. I'm trying to give you a, a parable now to really feel it. These things become habitual. We don't just smudge occasionally. We add that polish all the time and reduce the potentiality of every day. God gives you the day not at potential, but full of potential. It's for you to manifest the potential. But when you're in the smudged mindset and you see the day through the problems of yesterday, you will never have it because you're constantly rubbing smudge on the brilliance that the day could be. So the only way to change that is by changing your mindset to seeing a clean window and a beautiful day without the polish that has created this jail. There is no yesterday. You only have today. We were talking in this show for 45 minutes, but it's a series of moments with that revolve around the universe. So you only have now. So the polish of yesterday, it doesn't matter. Let it go. A day is abundant and unlimited. So we should see it that way. And if we, we dwell in God's 
likeness and we listen to more of him, we'll be able to see it that way. If we don't listen to the media or the committee of the mind or our friends, we'll be able to have a much more abundant lifestyle. And that, again, I'm, I'm really trying to help a lot of people with this. That was where I was stuck before. Stuck in the media, stuck in the norms of the world, stuck in what people are saying, what my friends are saying, sometimes what my families are saying, but ultimately what my mind was telling me. It was creating all of this limitation that basically birthed the book, Get Out of Mind Jail. Your only jail really is your mind and your pride within that. So to begin the process of letting loose, you need to have an inner dialogue with yourself anytime you feel a negative thought coming in. You need to be accountable to those negative thoughts. Examine what that what that thought was that was present and go to a place of redirecting it. This will help improve every area of your life as letting loose can become apparent first through identifying your patterns in thinking. Once you know those patterns and increase your awareness within those and why they exist, you can then overcome them and get into a habit of no longer thinking through them. You'll not think through them because you'll remove them. Most of us are thinking through them. After all, the way you think today has happened not by happenstance, but as a result of a habit you've developed over many, many years of thinking and doing the same thing. It's like getting out of bed on the left side year after year after year. It's habitual. You weren't born with it. So many of us spend a lot of money on feel-good books, on seminars, on courses, and attempt to snap out of feeling blue only to find their effects and benefits fleeting. Because after a while, something superficial and negligible will come into you to push your buttons, sending you back to the familiar spiral of negative thinking. It doesn't take much to push a button that will make you think limbically, which is your automotive negative thinking. It's emotional thinking. Then we wonder why um, everyday trivial events smack us in the face time and time again. It's very often the small things, someone leaving coffee grinds on the kitchen counter, someone not pressing the toothpaste the way we want it from the top or the bottom, somebody leaving a cupboard door open, a dog barking, a child crying, some, a child spilling something, the small things, somebody even making a food smell in the car. So the answer is that the source of our unhappiness has never really been addressed. It's merely been covered up for a short while. No matter how many self-help magazines you read or seminars you attend, painting over the rock will not give us a superficially positive, it'll give us just a superficially positive exterior. Deep down, our heart will not reflect our shiny appearance. We need to really get um, the heart surge. We need to get God involved to give us a different feeling of ourselves. But if we examine why we're thinking that way, we can reprogram ourselves, our minds into a habit of thinking positively. Just as this has happened through a process, we can change through a process. Be ye transformed through the renewing of the mind. If I didn't have the better mind before, how could I renew it? God knew he gave you a better mind. That's why he's saying be transformed. I mean, everything we're trying to do in society, whether it's ending police brutality, racism, all of the whatever we're trying to change or even our families, it, it rests really upon one thing to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. If people don't change their minds, they'll not change their lives. And if they don't change their lives and minds, they very simply will not change the world. So you need to examine why you're thinking this way. So really, to override your thoughts, practice replacing each negative thought with a positive one. As with anything in life, whatever you focus on, it just gets more. It just keeps becoming more present in your life. It becomes more of a, 
an influence on you, more of a dominion. Be mindful of the people who surround yourself. As you know, as the old sayings go, bird of a feather, birds of a feather flock together and misery loves company. Well, it's very true. A person often becomes like the people they spend time with. It's important to remember that other people's mindsets don't have to impact yours. They don't need to be your mindset. And you're a separate entity who can decide how you feel rather than dictating the media or people or what's going on, making a decision for you. We're making decisions really off how other people have made us think and feel. Nobody makes you feel a certain way. That's entirely your choice. You ultimately are the one that chooses how you feel. People can behave a certain way towards you. They can abuse you, but how you, how they make you feel, that's your choice. You have that power. You need to take accountability. So, First thing is make yourself accountable to your thoughts. So to make a change, I would say write down positive thoughts and affirmations after every negative thought and affirmation. I don't have time to go through them all, but when you have a negative thought, write down a positive thought. I can't do it, so put in the positive thought. I need to do to do what I have not done before. I must do what I've not done before. Or I'm not going to be good enough. I'm in God's image and likeness. Or I'm sick and I'll always be this way. No, all things are possible. I'm a failure. No, I'm not. I've tried things that haven't worked, but they're going to give me the ability to try something else that will work. It's a setup to the next level. It's digression, but it's really progression. We get strong like gold through heat, diamonds through attrition, people through circumstances. So document those things. Remind yourself to think positively throughout the course of your day. As you know, it's a habit. When a negative thought comes, you can break the pattern. Just look at objects, and I've said this before, objects in the room, a pen, the outlines of a chair, a phone, a picture. Look at spaces. You need to slow the mind down to get out of your story. So it can look something like this. I'm just giving you some examples in the short time I have left. Negative response versus positive response. Why did this person cut me off while driving? There is plenty of space for both of us that may have just had a bad day. We don't really know. Don't get into the why they cut me off because you start to react. Just say they may be having a bad day. Maybe they're losing their mother. Maybe they've lost a lot of money. Maybe they're going to a hospital. Um, the, The wife is having, there's so many things that they could be going through. The line of the store will be long. Just say to yourself, it's long, but the store will be moving. The line will move quickly and efficiently. Same with the line of the airport, because what will happen? These negative thoughts will want to lead you along with them, so you maintain the story. So you'll stay in that cyclical pattern of negativity until you break it. What negativity is? It's like a dog on a leash. It's like your mind leash. The negative thought will go, and you will follow. That's what's happening now, as we can see in society. Negative thought. Everybody's following. I listen, look at thousands of social media things on Twitter a day. They're all feeding off each other's negativity. You need to break it. I sometimes don't respond. Boom. I just break it. Why, why isn't that person answering their telephone? A lot of people get frustrated. They don't want to talk to me, maybe. We go into all this stuff. This is very real. And you could say to yourself, look, they're probably involved in their job. They're probably doing a good job. They're probably busy in demand. And I'll call them back later. Then you've, what you've, it may sound very kindergarten, but it's actually not because that's how a lot of us think. I'm trying to make this as simple as I can. You've just broken that thought by not by 
they're going into why aren't they answering their phone? Maybe they're avoiding me. Maybe they don't want to talk to me. Maybe they don't want to give me the job. Maybe I'm not going to get the job. Maybe I'm going to get fired. Maybe I'm in trouble. Maybe they want to leave me. Maybe my kid's leaving home. Maybe my spouse has cheated. All of these things, we want to break it. So straight away, instead of trying to continue the story, break it, look at objects, and take a breath, slow it down and say, they're probably in demand or doing their job or they're busy on a call. You know what? I'll call them back later. You don't need to figure it out why the whys and don'ts. You just need to figure out what you need to do best for your mind. They have their own mind, remember. So remember that the words and thoughts that you have they create your life in reality. Never underestimate the significance of a word because it's very powerful. It can transform one moment into a reality that can impact the rest of your lives. Every thought is also significant as it's a predicator how you act, act out of what you think. We flow where the mind goes as the two are integral. As I told you, it's like a leash. Mind goes and we follow. So let's program our minds for a life that we want not for the life the mind gives you. Very often we're hostages to the mind. We're not having the life we want. You know why? Because we're hostages. We're going to look at another area now, resisting change. The biggest obstacle you have as a human being to making change is your resistance to it. Resistance creates a barrier between you and the changes you want in your life, be it in in new habits, in a new job, in a relationship, any area that may require doing something that we're not accustomed to doing something new resistance can come from many places it's fear of failure feelings of losing control feelings of not being being enough feelings of running out various deep-seated insecurities maybe your father abused you or made you feel badly of yourself or one of your parents maybe you had a heartbreak at a very young age all of these things are fear-based and prevents us from going forward they are what we call resistance we all have inbuilt resistance so resisting change is often developed in childhood when we're not given a choice about whether we want to do certain things which forces us to conform to demands placed upon us against our will it predicates a feeling that change is akin to losing control somehow in our lives that's how many are in our adulthood this can manifest as reinforcing control by resisting change which leads to rigidity in people unflexibility even in simple things when we're asked to change our nutrition our medications or even our personal habits it can trigger this stubbornness which is our learned resistance from childhood we must be very aware of that it's not sometimes the change it's the resistance that create that's created the trigger in our previous hurts and pains and restrictions and things we've been through. So there are many things in life that can force us to make changes, such as circumstantial events thrown up without our choosing. It could be losing a job, a divorce, a downturn in our health, a sudden death of a loved one. All these things can make us feel uncomfortable because the instability of events that we cannot control makes us uncertain of of our future. Essentially, our ego tells us, I don't want to change because I want to stay in control. So ego living is the is the key it's it's it, the, the thing that's going to trap you the key to controlling that ego is really the key to your better self to a life not focused on worldly things fleshly desires accolades or owning more the ego can never feel whole as it's born from a separation between you and god it's Keep the ego down to a minimum because a lot of these things we're seeing are from the as again I mentioned from the eye we need to see past the ego um It helps identify areas in our life where we have the greatest resistance. We need to be accountable to then understand that the 
source of this resistance is never based on, on the event in front of us. So most of us fear change because we're not, we fear letting go of something, getting something different in our lives because we fear we'll be doing something wrong or will not live up to other people's expectations of us. We also may resist change when we feel obliged to do something. At this time, we may feel submitting control over to our lives to someone else who is forcing us to make a change. So we need to really move forward in that. And I'm going to come to, it's an exhausting way, but I'm going to come really to some takeouts from this. Blake drama. We, we live very much the, the results in life. We're struggling with people, circumstances in our daily life that creates drama. So we begin to find comfort in the chaos. So we continue to stay in that turmoil as this becomes the food that nourishes our story, our cycle. Blaming others. This is very, very, uh, a very thing we're seeing all the time. This manifests in looking to other people to blame instead of ourselves. Blame it on the school teacher. Blame it on the politicians. Blame it on God. Instead of assuming responsibility for our situation. So we need to get accountable to ourselves. Bad habits can include masking pain, spending too much, drinking too much, or eating compulsively. This way of life really is is tiring so we need to really put waste we need to put our focus our focus on faith and our focus on something bigger that's really the key whether it's a long-standing goal you want to accomplish take the focus off limitations and put your focus on god's abundance and abilities examine your heart and get in touch with what you want from your life becoming aware of how you feel in certain circumstances write down your feelings and use them as a reference point when dealing with situations as they arise this will assist you in having an inner dialogue with yourself and your circumstances put the focus on the benefits that change can bring and take your mind off challenges to reduce the influence that negativity has on you as this will reduce your resistance to changes and i'll say this all changes are ultimately for your benefit and uh, um Seeing all changes, even painful ones, as positive ones will help you to embrace all that's constant in life. If you want change from your life, whatever it is, you need to keep working forward, keep making those changes and stop avoiding those. And I will say this, circumstances, they're inevitable, but positive change requires your participation. You must participate in those. It's better to try and fail than not to have tried at all. But ultimately, a failure is a setup to the thing that's going to work. To the, when one door closes, another opens. As God tells us, those that seek shall find. Those that knock, the door will open. This is a faith thing. I haven't really had enough time to do all that I wanted to do. God took me off on different roads, but I needed to do this. So, Really, you need to put your focus in these times on God, focus on things that are possible, not possible, get out of the committee of the mind, and more importantly, get out of your story. You need to break that. It's been great presenting this to you. I look forward to talking to you soon. I love you much. God loves you more. Keep the faith, and remember, all things are possible. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Rev. Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week.